0: Welcome to the Share Chair podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. This is your host, Zoe Komar. This week's episode is sponsored by Sweet Temptations in Grand Haven, Michigan. Sweet Temptations has been serving treats locally for more than 20 years. The family-owned business is proud to be a sponsor of the Share Chair podcast. WhizBang Training is also a sponsor of the Share Chair Podcast. WhizBang Training helps independent store owners master the 11 essential business skills they need to run a successful store. WhizBang Training is proud to be a sponsor of the Share Chair Podcast. And now, we get into it.
1: Um, so Sophie, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Thank you. Nice to have you here. And to be in a uh, this place, I, I always tell students, I go... I'm always surprised where my life takes me, you know, places I never really thought um, possible. So uh, I'm really glad to be here. Okay, Sophie, how is it to be at the uh, international school?
2: It's it's good, yeah. It's one of I'd say it's the best school I've been to.
1: Okay, well, tell yeah. me about that.
2: How, that it, how it's how is a good school or
1: yeah well yeah i kind of want to hear the whole thing and where what other schools you've been to but tell me you i mean so you rank it as one of the best schools you've been to what what makes a school good
2: well, in your opinion that the teachers understand <coughs> if you maybe I know a little bit different or they're also just generally nice people and they're good at what they do really really good at what they do um, the students are nice. That's always important. Yeah. And also, because we're from different parts of the world, it's more like it's it's okay if you're different. So if you have something that's not that makes sets your part of it, that's not too much of an issue as it is in other schools with people that have grown up in the same area. Yeah. Like before.
1: Because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but being at this school, being different is the standard. Mm. Is normal, right? Like, being... Yeah, I've been here, been there, been raised in these different parts of the world. And uh, so that's that's kind of the normal. Is that right?
2: Yeah, mostly. Yeah. There are lots of Dutch children, Dutch students, but they've been they've always been to another country. Yeah. In the last school I was in was also an international school, but they um it wasn't true in every class, but in my year it was about 95% German because uh-huh. it was in Germany. And about five percent international students in my year, so that wasn't great when it came to um, social things yeah. so not many students moved away from there and um, German was the social language yeah so I came in at in third grade and I didn't speak any German, so right. I couldn't socialize a lot during and or so it was used as a weapon, almost.
1: Explain that, how language was used as a weapon? Is well, yes, that what you because mean? because
2: if you don't speak the language and you hear someone say something about you, if they don't use your name, which mm. they didn't, and you s- I still understood them because mm. I, I'd been there for a year or so then, but if I said, I know what you're saying, they'd say, oh, no, you don't, we were saying something else oh you can you can do that
1: (laughs) okay when you have a different language Mm. like when you tried to say confront them they would just walk away from it or something Mm -hmm. is that what you mean yeah yeah and so uh yeah well i want to get more into that as well but how did how is all this journey from different countries happening in the first place is this because of a a parent's work Mm -hmm. and who who is that
2: uh, my dad works um, for a company, and it basically means that he moves around every now and again if he gets a new job.
1: Okay, okay, and then you've had, so you've lived, well, you're here in uh, the Netherlands, you've been in Germany, other countries as well? Just the UK. Just the, and then the UK, and that's where you were born, mm-hmm. is the UK? Yeah. Uh, lived there for your the early part of your...
2: Um, yeah, I was nine when I moved, which is actually quite late here to uh-huh. move, but... um well, some people move around this age, but I know lots of people that have moved from there were very young when
1: they were much younger, even yeah yeah,
2: so yeah, I moved when I was nine,
1: okay,
2: I stayed in Germany till I was till secondary school actually, and then I moved here, and I've been here ever since
1: ever since and enjoying it mm-hmm. not i I hear you really enjoy the school, but also enjoying the Netherlands,
2: yeah, it's a lovely country,
1: yeah, okay, um so. In in Germany, what were students picking on? I mean, was it the fact that you were from a different place? Is that what it no, was? Oh.
2: They were used to that. It was an international school. Right. They had friends from other countries. But also, I think, being an international student makes you more kind of aware that people are different. You have to... You, you yourself come into a country as an inherently different person mm-hmm. from the norm that's there. Mm-hmm. So... They understood that, to a degree, well, sorry. They understood that people com- come from different countries, Yeah. and that's okay, but they didn't understand that, it's just, I was I was different in my old schools. I've never been kind of the person that follows the crowd, not because of anything, I don't know. I, I'm not really very motivated by making friends. Okay. So I'm okay if I've got one or two friends They are quite loose, but also the students there were very, very insecure, and Uh I knew that, Uh but that meant that because I was the not very normal person, it was me that got picked on.
1: They got picked on. And so, uh, help me first understand, like, how did their insecurities, how were those clear to you? Like, when you, what were their actions that you said, oh, this group this group of people is insecure? What did it look like? Or how did you know that?
2: Well, I've always just tried to understand why people do things. Mm -hmm. So it was natural to me to just try and understand why they were just being generally horrible. Hmm. So...
1: To you, to others, to...
2: Yeah, there was... I I remember once, just out of interest, making a hierarchy. And it was so easy because Uh. it was so clear. uh and
1: like within this group you're saying yeah, was, of students um,
2: it was also only a class of I think I was 30 students in the year, year group in total mm-hmm. which is not not that many yeah so there was about 15 in each class which meant that it was kind of easier to see everyone if that makes sense yeah you can't hide
1: <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. do you wish you could sometimes
2: not really I'm okay. not someone keen on hiding my general attitude is. I'm here. I'm me. If you don't, if you have a problem, that's fine. Yeah. But if they express that, then obviously I would seek assistance. Yeah. As I did.
1: Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. You said so. How, through what?
2: Um. Well, talking to my mum and also school, but that generally actually only happened in the last kind of a year. Okay. Because also I, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to speak up to my teachers because I was, I was, I'd kind of, I've always been kind of the the teacher's pet. And I was especially in primary school. Less, a lot less
1: now. A lot less now. Yeah, Yeah. and so, and so then, but but as the teacher's pet, what, you were scared to talk to the teachers? Or you didn't want to, you didn't want to...
2: I didn't want to seem like...
1: Seem even more...
2: Like a show off or anything, yeah,
1: okay, okay, and so when these were they were they how big was this group that you felt was picking on you, or was
2: uh well, there were basically it was kind of individual people, but okay. also the the class as a whole just generally didn't like me that much, mm. and it was almost conformity to not liking me, mm. so I actually did have some relationship with some of the girls that then. Picked on me, mm. so I I carpooled with one of the girls and I got I got on quite well with her. Then she wasn't my best friend, Yeah. But we could play Monster High together. Yeah, okay. Kind of
1: thing. And that, but that happened, but that happened after you. She was picking on you. You said
2: Um or? no. It was just that she wouldn't have stood stood up for me ah. at school. She was just kind of like at... When we were at her house, or she was at mine, it was we we got along. But yeah. when we were at school, she kind of just took three steps back.
1: Yeah, what do you think's going on there? Because I don't think that's that rare. I, 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 students do this a lot. Do you? Mm. Did you, Were you able to pick apart why that uh, might have been the case?
2: Well, to be honest, it goes back to insecurity. And to be honest, not all of them had very good home lives. Mm. I knew that from what I'd found out from just listening. Mm-hmm. to their general conversation. And also, it's difficult to say, because I knew when I was there that they were insecure, but I couldn't necessarily always put my finger on why.
0: Because mm-hmm.
2: there were some things like, I don't know, every now and again in class, one of them would be really quiet.
1: Yeah.
2: And I could see that that, because often they weren't always very academic, so they didn't always feel that good at school. Yeah a lot of that class, and then I've always been quite academic, so me as an academic person in a kind of a society with not very many academic people, it's kind of, oh, pick on her because she's different, she's academic, she's that kind of
1: thing.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So that had to be... Well, was it painful? I mean, I'm, I, I was going to say that had to be painful, but what, how did you? How were you feeling during that time? Because you, you seem really like analytical to me, where it was like I see how people are being and why they're being this way. But that was targeted at you. Did that? Yeah, how would that feel?
2: Well, it hurt, of course, and I tried to change some things about me. But the thing is, my mom said this a couple of times. So no matter what you what you change, it's always going to be. Something. And also, so what I did in the end, I just kind of buried myself in school as an institution, if that makes sense. It like makes I, sense. I just became, I took more interest in school. And to be honest, I'm quite pleased with that. So I'm okay. not happy that I got bullied in any way or the sense, but the fact that it made me the person I am today, I appreciate that in an odd sort of way.
1: That's super reflective. Like, so few students, I think, can, like, yeah, it's not good, but you've somehow made it. Well, I shouldn't say somehow. That would probably was quite deliberate, really. Made it, uh, turned it into an okay, or turned it into a positive for you, which is your education and your, your well, should I say love of school? Do you love...
2: Yeah, I... This is probably my favorite place in the city. That sounds incredibly odd, <laughs> but I don't like living here on a Friday. is that right mm.
1: yeah what, why why
2: i just I feel at home here. I mean it's just lovely people, lovely place, and I don't know. I just always have liked learning, and that gave me more of a a love of learning if you like
1: yeah. Is that is that a place thing? Do you think it's because of the Netherlands? Do you or or because of Utrecht? Do you think that's an age thing? Like people are older now, and so maybe are you know back off a little bit or.
2: Well, to be honest, this school is just has people from more different countries, and so uh, they understand that being different is okay, and
0: yeah.
2: also to be honest, this is. Maybe this isn't the best example, but when I first came here, the students were quite academic here mm-hmm. in comparison to my old school. Mm-hmm. So lots of, and although that's kind of leveled off now, but then kind of if, you, if you're if you in a school yeah. and you kind of adopt a, if you become that person, and then other people come in that might not be the same as the original group, it's still okay mm-hmm. because you're established. You have your network. Yeah. Whereas in the old school, I just came in and I was the old, old one out. Yeah. Whereas here I came in and I was kind of quite similar to lots of people. Yeah. And I, I made a lot of friends, which is good.
1: Yeah, cool. So um, wh- how, what are your own interests in school? Like where, where do you, what subject to areas and things do you feel most confident? And
2: well, I mean, I like most subjects actually. But um I do have a soft spot for science and maths. Cool. Good. Um also English, drama.
1: Yeah. Were you in Hamilton?
2: Uh yes I was.
1: Very cool. What did you who did you play?
2: I played John Jay.
1: All right, nice. Uh and what, did you enjoy the production and
2: Yeah, I was also um the assistant um not assistant. I was the dramaturg, so that was oh, also really good. Yeah,
1: so you had to look up some. Well, what you tell me instead of me, I kind of know what a dramaturg does or what I think of. But how were you? How did you fill that role? What did you do that in that regard?
2: Well, I did a lot of period research, uh-huh. and um, then I basically tried to make the play historically accurate. Yeah. But um, if I went through it now, I would scream at myself for not changing several things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Such Cause, as. Because
2: there are there are lots of uh, obviously. Oh. There's, you can only take being historically accurate to a certain level, and then the production and the concept of the production as a whole has to take over. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you were able to throw in some input or something mm. like I, that. I
2: wanted a scene moved, but they didn't let me.
1: You wanted what? A
2: scene moved.
1: Which, what, what do was, you... Yeah. It
2: was not in chronological order.
1: Uh uh but then it was like so you gave your input but then they have to Mm. yeah but that's how it goes right it is it is finally a well the director's decision i guess to but but good to give your input anyway yeah Mm -hmm. and the soft spot for science and maths um where what 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 do you get out of it what feeds you from science and Um, maths
2: i don't really know i've just always kind of the human body was quite an obsession of mine for some time when I was younger Uh and I have just always kind of liked the the logic of maths and I liked it more actually after kind of being a bit more isolated socially because it just it wasn't so changeable Mm. as perhaps like because English and drama they're very changeable by attitudes and they're very kind of focus more on the emotions, which is something that I was seeing in front of me Is something so incredibly um, fluid, so I just preferred the logic of maths and science for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then um, it sounded like your mom was a really big help in helping you find your own confidence. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So... I a lot of parents, a lot of students listen to the podcast, but a lot of parents do as well. And I think could really benefit from understanding, like, what did she do that was helpful um, in sort of recovering from some of those feelings of uh, that you were having when you were younger and you went to her. What was she doing that was really helpful to you?
2: Well, she was listening. And she would sometimes, if she thought I could be doing something a bit differently to help myself in a certain way, she would say that. But it would always kind of be also just reminding me that it wasn't my fault.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
2: is very important.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's also just important to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah. So
2: for every now and again, I wouldn't talk to someone, and that wouldn't help because it's 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 really amazing how much it how little. Talk, how much talking to someone helps you
1: yeah I agree I agree it's like the reason for the whole podcast in the first place is that owning your own sort of saying it getting it out into the open is, is so empowering and so how, how did you come to realize that I guess that saying it that speaking it that talking about it is important
2: well I suppose just because it made me feel a lot better Yeah. so that, that helped a lot
1: yeah so her superpower was just listening
2: and and good hugs
1: and good hugs yeah it's beautiful, so we should tell parents, yeah, good hugs and good ears mm-hmm. goes a long way, huh mm-hmm. yeah um and so well maybe um I, 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 yeah, this might make a good a good place to wrap it up but I do have one final question it's really a delight to to speak with you um but but let's end with this this is how we end every episode you listen to all 180 plus episodes i think right now it's like 172 we end with this question okay if you have a piece of advice just a single piece of advice for the anyone who's listening what would it be <laughs>
2: <laughs> the million dollar question. It is.
1: And um, it'll change in your lifetime, by the way. However you answer it now, I think you'll be it'll be different when you're 30, you know, twenty, thirty, forty.
2: I think just kind of find a way of coping. And just know that it it has to end sometime. So for me that was school. For other people it's music or just reading. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just find something you love, stick with it.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Sophie. What a treat to to, uh, meet you and talk to you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shared Share Podcast. Here is a message from a few of our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by iMove. They provide physical therapy, but more importantly, they promote wellness. They have always known that wellness is a result of balance in the body, mind, and spirit. Emotional experiences can produce physical pain just as quickly as physical injuries can. As proud sponsors of the ShareChare podcast, they want to remind everyone to take care of all aspects of their physical and mental health. Mike Rose Landscaping and Irrigation provides professional services throughout all of the Lakeshore and West Michigan. Mike Rose is proud to be a sponsor of the ShareChair podcast. Make sure to tune in to next week's episode.